Breaking societal stigmas. Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Please join me in welcoming Samantha Russo, who is a certified personal trainer, group fitness instructor, and nutritionist. She discovered her passion for wellness through competing in pageants and ultimately winning the title of Miss New Hampshire 2013 to compete as Miss America. Now, Sam helps women create sustainable and approachable fitness and nutrition strategies for weight loss, more energy, and overall wellness. In her spare time, she enjoys hiking the White Mountains in New Hampshire with her boyfriend and her dog. All right, all right. Welcome, Samantha, to the Intimacy Truths podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You are very welcome, and I'm itching to hear more about your story because I haven't heard all the parts, so I'm really excited about our our conversation today around breaking out of societal stigmas. So tell Mm -hmm. us, where did your journey start, and and, uh, we'll talk about how you overcame that as well. Yeah, so, you know, we were kind of talking before about, um, I guess, I have always grown up as somebody that follows rules. Um, I love rules. I love being dependable. I am kind of that very stereotypical firstborn child. Like I always do what the parents expect. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've been that way throughout school too, right? Like elementary school, just kind of following all of the steps. I've been very quiet and shy throughout most of my life. But at the same time, I've also just have had huge goals for myself ever since I was little. I wanted to be an actress. Like that was the first thing that I want. I knew that I wanted. I was like, I want to be an actress. I want to be on TV. I want to be on movies. Um, but being really shy and quiet and, you know, that's not ever anything that was a part of my family growing up. You know, we all went to school, got a job and that's what it was. Um, so when I was getting ready to go to college, I had actually started, um, performing in a musical theater, uh, group in, uh, yeah, I love musical theater. So I was like, this is it like this. I'm doing it. Like I'm being an actress. Um, and I wanted to go to school for musical theater, but I was also the first person in my family to go to college. So, um, with my parents' help, of course, they were not a fan of the musical theater degree. Um, understandably so. So I went to school for probably the next best thing in my eyes. Um, and that was broadcast journalism. So here I am this really introverted person, um, but loving to do all of these extroverted activities. Mm. And that's something that has just, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately where I have always pushed myself outside of my comfort zone because I know that that's where I want to be. I know how scary and like, I get the same like anxiety feeling that everybody else gets. Somebody shared something on Instagram the other day and it made me laugh because I related to it so hard. Yeah. Saying that like, 
Anxiety is that feeling when you almost fall back in your chair, but you catch yourself, but like all the time. (laughs) And I was like, wow, yes, that's how I feel every time I put myself out there. But I'm also addicted to that feeling afterwards of like, I put myself out there. It was really scary. My heart's going like this hundred miles a minute, but it, but I kind of like it. I kind of like that scary feeling. That thrill. Exactly. Yes. Um, so I was like on my way, totally getting ready to do this broadcast journalism thing. And that's kind of easy for me. This is easy for me talking to somebody on a screen because I'm not right next to you. Mm. Like I'm not feeling your energy and your yeah. vibe. Cause like you could be like, Oh, this girl has no idea what she's talking <laughs> about right now. But I don't really know that. You can't tell. (laughs) Right? So that's why, like, I run, we can talk about this later too, like, I run my business mostly on social media, and that's been very, very comfortable for me. So performing on stage is very comfortable for me. Performing performing on a TV for um, journalism, broadcast journalism is very comfortable for me. Um, So kind of doing that, and then I got asked to compete in a pageant which Mm. was very similar to performing in musical theater and it was my senior year of college and I was kind of just like kind of that YOLO moment we only live once yeah so I decided to go for it um again completely stepping outside of my comfort zone not really knowing what it would bring and actually ended up getting the chance to compete at Miss America yeah all of this, like all of these things have had happened to me and are incredible things or not happened to me. You know, I obviously worked just them. Yeah. Um, but I would always tell myself these stories. Like, how did you get, like, how did you do this? How did you get here? Like, you're that shy introverted girl, introverted girl. Like you shouldn't really be here. Like you mm. should, like maybe you tricked somebody into getting here. Um, that was something that I held with me a lot when I won um, the title of Miss New Hampshire was like, did I trick these people into like, did I oh, actually win it or did I trick them? Because am I this like really outgoing type of person that's going to kiss the babies and shake all the hands? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I'm not really that type of person, but I can come across that way and I can perform that way and I can be that person and show up as that person when I need to be. Um, so holding on to a lot of that, like, is this really me? Like, am- you know, I'm not sure. So, um, yeah. And throughout the pageant experience, um, it also taught me a lot of lessons as far as like setting bigger goals for myself. Yes. I'm shy and quiet, but I can also do some really incredible things. And that's just led me into my journey of leaving my corporate job and starting my own business, which is terrifying. And it, you know, and obviously we'll talk about this later too, Part of it includes a network marketing model, which is so misunderstood and looked down upon by a lot of people. Um, And having those fears and insecurities about myself on top of like a business model um, was really, really daunting at first. But I just, again, it's kind of back to that doing the scary thing and being more addicted to that feeling afterwards of like, whoo, like I'm doing something scary. Yeah. Um, than actually being scared of what, what other people think. Yeah, and what's going on too. And you kind of, it seems like you went full circle there when you started talking about uh, your experience in school and how it's like, oh no, the scary thing. But then you transformed it into your experience with, uh, sorry guys for the, the tree cutting in the background. It's 
I know do I what we got to do, right? <laughs> um, but then you transformed your experience into uh, the pageant stuff. And yes, that's performing on a stage, uh, but you also then are with all of these people who are performing and, and trying to win the same thing that you're trying to win. So there's a difference between performing with a group of people and then like make being friends with people that are sort of competitors that's a whole different and then getting their energy right being the introvert and right it must have been super overwhelming for you it's interesting how um that is something that you were able to to overcome and, and transition your your experience there yeah absolutely you're right it's it was definitely you know a, i often relate a lot of things in my business now to competing in pageants because it's very much you, but you are working with other people's energies and you can have that imposter syndrome. Like I had experienced a lot. I was like, how did I get here with these people? Like, there's no way that we are the same. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's, it's very interesting how, um, competition or just a whole new mindset can just change change your perception of what it is. Your approach to it too. Actually, um, for those people who are listening, I have a, a book in front of me, a National Geographic book. Your your personality exploring the science of identity, and on one of the pages, it talks about introversion and extroversion. Uh, but it, it brings up famous introverts. Uh, creative introverts can leverage their ability to work in quiet isolation. Entrepreneur souls often work better independently, striking out in different directions without the influence of a crowd. And introverts don't necessarily avoid public notice when they have something to contribute. Um, people like Meryl Streep and Harrison Ford are often cited as introverts who are able to keep their screen personas separate from their quiet personal lives, mm -hmm. right? And setting yeah. those boundaries, and they even have Einstein and um, Bill Clinton is a famous extrovert, but Isaac Newton and T.S. Eliot were introverted. Um, it's just cool to, to really learn the differences between being an extrovert and being an introvert, but also how you can be both and be both comfortably and happily in whatever you're doing. And just because, so like, I'm, I'm a little bit similar to you in the sense of I can be extroverted and I had that like I really don't necessarily like to be extroverted. I like to be around one or two people, small groups where we really have this great vibe and everybody's energy is working together. But when it's not working together, it's terribly uncomfortable and it's like, oh no, what's happening? And am I doing something wrong? And it, you kind yeah. of go down that rabbit hole sometimes. But so like being in the mountains, I want to go and be in the mountains, right? Just let me be free from all the societal pressures and the rules. But now there's like, trail rules and you have the people coming down have the right of way and like all this stuff it's like come on i was coming out here to get rid of this not to have to deal with it yet yep that's yeah and i will say for a long time and even still sometimes i feel like a shame or a guilt for being introverted where it's like i you know sometimes i want to to be that person that just like when they enter the room it's just like lights out like just they bring the energy and yeah. you know I held this belief for so long that like in order to be a leader or in order to be successful or in order to be somebody that somebody looked up to you needed to be extroverted and I have just really started especially breaking off and being this solopreneur for the 
like my first full year, um, I have really definitely embraced being introverted and not necessarily needing um, a ton of people around me to give me feedback or um, not, not like waiting on other people to do things. Like if I want to do it, like I know I'm the type of person, I'm just like, I'm going, I'm doing it. Um, and so that feels really nice. And also it's just like, you know, there's no one person that is, that makes a good leader that makes someone successful. It's just skill based. All skill based. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And then even to speak to your earlier when you're like, I love the thrill. I love right that new challenge and you are doing very public sort of challenges where uh receiving an input from another person uh judging your work or judging your performance right was very much something that you needed to have in that moment in order to participate in what you were doing but now what you're finding it sounds like at least based on what you just said as an entrepreneur you don't need that anymore. You want, you still can get that thrill and be the introvert self that you are and be partially the extrovert self that you can be in the times that work best for you. And that is the beauty to uh, what we're talking about here, breaking out of societal stigmas. Uh, I actually want to sort of transition the conversation a little bit towards, you know, someone who does, you, you mentioned how you're someone who does what you're told. And that was a common message like you're the quiet person you're the person that does you're the teacher pet i hated that term in school you're the teacher pet it's like i'm sorry at the time you i wish i had the skills to be like i'm sorry is somebody a little bit jealous about my grades like i don't understand what this teacher pet thing is right um and you know of course we're not really excited to teach us those conflict resolution skills as kids which is why i've gotten into doing uh, what I do as an adult and with adults, but um, so speak to that for yourself, like those messages that you received and how you combated those as a as a young person or even a new entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, and I hate to ever like bring up like childhood because I feel like I had the best childhood. My parents are truly the best people in the world. Um, but looking back, I see these messages you know whether it's from family or even just like exactly um it's just you see the good kids are the ones that follow the rules the ones that get the good grades you play the sports you go to college right after college you get your first full-time job and then you're there for a long time and you get promoted and you get married have babies have a house like it's just check, 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 yep. check. And I, as I was about to graduate school from college, I was like terrified. I didn't want to graduate for so long. I wanted to graduate. I was like, I can't wait to get out into the real world and, and do this thing. And probably a few months before graduation, I was like, whoa, I'm not ready I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm not ready for a full-time job. I'm not ready for, you know, taking this relationship that I have in college and making it a lifetime commitment. Like, I still feel like I'm, I'm too young for all of this. So when I graduated college, I actually ended up coming back home and I was like, I need to figure out what even I want. Like, so I started uh, waitressing. Um, and that's when I competed in, uh, the state competition, the Miss New Hampshire pageant, and I ended up winning in that. And 
And so I took a year off from working essentially to be that full-time volunteer. I volunteered for a ton of different local charities, um, communities, partnerships. Um, And so that kind of just like gave me a little more time. Um, But even after that, I just still was like, there has to be something more. I felt like college was so much fun and I found passions and I met great people. And I just couldn't believe that the next step was to go get a full-time job somewhere that I didn't love, that I wasn't passionate about, that I wasn't being compensated well for. Like I had to work Monday through Friday, nine to five. And it was just like, we have something wrong. Like this work, you know, it absolutely works for a lot of people. And you know, and that's no shame there. (laughs) I, you know, I had, I call myself like a very typical stereotypical millennial because I would work at a job for two years, go to a job for another two years, go to a job for another two years, because I kept saying like, okay, well, maybe it's the industry. Maybe it's the coworkers. Maybe I'm not being paid enough. Maybe, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Um, and I was again, kind of that shame coming back. Like how do people show up here eight hours a day plugging away and getting work done. Like I am being happy about it. And I was just like, I'm bored. Like, I don't know if I know exactly what I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? Nothing new to fix and put together and learn and figure out. So now what do I do? Yeah. Right. So that transition after college was really, really hard for me. And just, I just felt like I missed something. Like I, I wasn't sure. Um, And then it wasn't until I actually started opening um, my eyes into more personal development. I was introduced to the secret and the law of attraction, which completely changed my life. Yeah, I had always been someone that was like very much a victim of circumstance. And when I began to change my mindset, when I began to read more personal development books, listen to podcasts, um, I went to an incredible Ignite Your Soul event in Portsmouth one year. And I was just surrounded by people that were um, doing something that they loved and Mm. they turned it into a business. And I was just like, how do I do that? Because that's truly what I've always wanted, right? I wanted to be an actress when I grew up. Like that's not sitting in a cubicle Monday through Friday, nine to five, wanted to do musical theater. I wanted to be a sports reporter. All of these things have kind of like a more of a flexibility of fluidity where you're doing something you're passionate about and you're still working. Don't get me wrong. You're absolutely working. Um, But it's a little bit more on your terms and what you're good at inherently. And also usually with that fluidity comes, uh, there's always this, uh, exercising of building strengths and resiliency and determination because it's so fluid. It's not very black and white where you know what exactly you're supposed to do each time you do it. Mm-hmm. And then to speak a little bit to your experience, I don't know if you're quite 30 yet. I'm sure you're like around there, but I've heard recently uh, a, a quote, people die at 30, but they don't die physically until about 70 or you know older, hopefully. And that to me was like, whoa super right like right to the heart I was like I you are so right uh and and it's it's painful for those of us who are like you have so much life to live and when someone says to me and they're like maybe 45 I'm too old to go to school 
that's baloney. And I would have chosen a different word if we weren't recording. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I went to school with a 76 year old man who was a recovering drug addict going to a school to get his associate's degree to help other recovering addicts. That right there. And guess who I chose every single time to do projects with? Like he dropped so much wisdom. I got more out of him in that class than I did the class and the teacher and what they were teaching me. I think it was like ethics class or something. Um, like that is the core of wisdom and ethics in, in a human. And so think about how much value you can give to other students by going to a college at age 45, 50, 60, however year old you are. I tell my grandmother, she just turned 79 she, a couple days ago. And like, Graham, go back to college, like go learn some stuff. You, who, you, I'm sure you'll get some financial aid of some sorts being a senior in college. I don't know, figure it out. Um, but to, to bring that all together, growth mindset, having a growth mindset requires being fluid, requires um, having strength and grit and resiliency to not be, to not let those, those people who are not doing intentionally to put you down, right? So in media, I mean, maybe marketing does it a little bit intentionally so to sell you a product that, that's neither here nor there, um, but society, people, you know, our parents didn't wake up and say, I'm going to go destroy my kid today, right? Like, they made their mistakes. They didn't know any better. And I'll speak specifically for my parents, not um, generically for everybody's parents. And so it's like, you know, it's my job to take that and, and accept that and love that and then have that phase of growth that I deserve and they deserve. And as soon as I decided to make that decision, the trickle effect in my family has been astronomical of understanding growth and I committed every time I committed to that new phase of growth that felt like in the moment I was leaving my family behind every step in the right direction they started to come with me and I had a beautiful moment this past weekend with family that I haven't had this kind of moment in a very long time because I've been working very specifically in a direction that I wanted to go in and breaking free from those stigmas as a childhood that were also put on me similar to yourself. Um, you know, you're the good kid and you, you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. Like it, the stuff that was put onto me as, as a kid, I was supposed to be a cop and I was wasting thing. I won't, describe who said this to me, but I was wasting my, my degree by being a stay at home mom. What? How is that possible? So I love hearing your story and I'm super grateful uh, that you decided to share because I know sometimes these stories can get super personal. Um, but tell us, so you, you were talking about how you decided to uh, get into helping people and self-development go from there. Like what, what are you up to? Yeah, so I actually started my own online um, fitness and nutrition business probably about oh. three years ago. Yeah, um, and so I've always been a side hustle queen because you know <laughs> I I I knew that there was something else. So I figured maybe one of my side hustles would take off, and it could that could just be that. Um, and it has completely manifested into that. Absolutely not in the ways that we ever planned for them to. Um, I ended up partnering with a network marketing company um, last January. So January, 2020. Yeah. Um, I, I fully and 100% feel for people that struggled through 2020 absolutely had my struggles as well but mm -hmm. I know that I would not be here with you right now if it were not for 2020 and everything that transpired yeah. um growth that yeah. was 
the word of 2020. Um, and so at the time that that opportunity presented itself, I was actually getting ready to let my training certification go. I was getting ready to just be like, I just turned 30. Um, kind of like that quote you just said, time to suck it up. You're going to be in this corporate job for 40 more years. And like, that's just how it is. Stop like pretending that your side hustles are going to make you money because they're not. Um, the opportunity presented itself to join this, this company. And um, it's absolutely reignited a flame, you know, that original flame that me wanting to help people with their fitness and nutrition. And it has just tenfolded it um, and made it so much more easier on me because I don't have that business mindset, but I have the, um, the empathy. And I feel like that's where that introversion kind of helps me out. Like I'm a little more quieter, a little shyer, but I can connect with people really deeply one-on-one, um, and totally want to help people with their fitness and nutrition, because that has been a huge part of, um, my health journey just ever since graduating college. Um, but yeah, where was I going with this? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just been a journey. And so now that's what I'm doing full time. I I work as a fitness instructor and then I help coach people on um, more holistic nutrition, because as you can imagine in pageants, it's really not super holistic. You're a little more restrictive. And so, because coming from that, I'm able to help people get out of that uh, kind of chronic dieting tracking mindset. Yes. And chronic dieting being a stigma that is placed in this new fad diet, right? And all of this marketing and, and doctors saying you have to go on a diet in order to lose weight or in order to gain your health back and whatever else it might be. It's like, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. You have to commit to the acts and the behaviors that are going to improve your overall, overall health. And that's all behavioral. That's all mental. That's where it starts, right? Um, and then, so then people come and they're asking, well, I'm not happy. And okay, well, what'd you eat today? Whoa, a cracker. And it's like, well, no wonder why you're having a tough day. No wonder why this situation that otherwise wouldn't necessarily be so big for you is huge because your brain doesn't have the capacity to teach you how, or to work with you in the way you want it to work with you because you're not feeding it. It's proper nutrition. Right. And it just affects everything else too. If you're not eating well, you're not sleeping well, you're not moving well. Um, your interpersonal relationships probably aren't that great either because it's affecting your mood when you don't even realize it. Um, yeah. It, and you know, I can really relate a lot of my personal growth and like as a person to taking better care of myself. Um, and I, I would, really love to, I wouldn't love to see, but I, I would be interested to see the person that I would have turned out to be if it, if I didn't get involved in pageants and I hadn't started working with a trainer or learning about nutrition at a very basic level. Um, it's been a life changer, truly. Basic. So basic, even basic as having a good carb to protein ratio. Like yeah. if, that, if, if there's anything you do, <laughs> figure out what that means and, and make it happen. Right. Cause that, that is like the easiest, most simple thing that, that you can do. And not these, you know, cheesy, simple carbs, like sugar and breads and all these other things, like good carbs for you that actually have vitamins and nutrients in them. Um, so you, you, you mentioned you are a fitness instructor. So tell us more about, uh, how you handle all of that and like what being an entrepreneur has been like for you. 
Yeah. So I actually, um, I have been a certified personal trainer for about three years and I had no interest in fitness instructing whatsoever. I don't like group fitness classes until 2020 happened. And a friend of mine reached out to me. She owns a fitness studio and she owns a cycling studio. I'm not a cycler. Um, but they couldn't have anybody into their studio because of COVID. So they wanted to do outdoor workouts, outdoor strength workouts. And so I was like, I've never taught a fitness class before, but I'm not going to say no to this opportunity. So I took it, ran with it, have been instructing there um, for almost a year now. I just started at a new studio too. And so, yeah, I'm still very much a new entrepreneur. So I am always balancing what my calendar looks like, but, you know, basically what my, my job is now is to help people feel really good. And whether that's moving their body in a group setting with other people and kind of that community vibe, or if it's more one-on-one with just me virtually, mm. um, or if it's just through nutrition, um, helping you to feel really well that way. So it's pretty incredible. A year ago, I was not doing half of what I'm doing right now. And it's just kind of crazy how much can change within a year when you set your mind to it and when you affirm it and manifest it every day. And when you pivot, uh, I started my coaching or advising and my intimacy and relationship advising business uh, as well in January, 2020. And I just was, I think I woke up like December, whatever the last day of the year, 29th, 30th, 31st, whatever it is in December. And was like, I'm just going to start a podcast. And like January 1st or 2nd, I just started talking into this microphone and recording and then was like, okay, now I need to focus on how to get clients and how to be a solopreneur and break talking about breaking stigmas. Uh, my big thing was I didn't want to get a license and I didn't want to take health insurance. And now I'm networking with these amazingly decorated, like 17 letters after their name, uh, counselors and therapists and all this stuff. And I'm making more money than they are. And they're struggling to figure out insurance and insurance. Like they have to chase after the insurance companies and all this stuff. And then they can't charge certain amounts because of this and because of that. And because of the control placed on them and their business and their skill set on from another governing body. And I was just like, I have no interest in dealing with that. I want to be able to help clients in the way that I know I can support them and not the way that somebody else is telling me I have to support them. It puts such a limitation on people's growth. So becoming an entrepreneur is absolutely super freeing. And it's really cool how your 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 experience of becoming free has evolved over over time uh, in your life. I'm I appreciate and I'm very grateful for the sharing of your story. I am so grateful for you. I appreciate being on here and being able to share it. Absolutely. So tell tell us where can people find you? We'll put the links in all the show notes and stuff. But how do people find you? Yes. Yeah, so I am very active on Instagram. You can find me at sweat like Sam. And then my website is the same exact thing. Sweat like Sam.com. Sweat like Sam.com. That's awesome. <laughs> Alrighty. 